everyone and welcome back to Chat with, with me, Sandy and Karen at uh, Chat with Sandy and Karen. Today we have a special guest with us who is going to talk about his experiences and challenges as a newly qualified teacher. So welcome, Emmett. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell us what you teach. Uh, yeah, uh, I am uh, teaching uh, history and the social science. Uh, and I gradu- graduated just um, last summer. Uh, so I, I worked half a year as a substitute teacher. And then I got my first real job uh, this January. Do you, do you feel like that was a good experience working as a substitute first? Yeah, uh, I think every teacher should try to be a good substitute teacher before you, you get the, the real deal because uh, it's a lot more challenging and you have to, uh, to adapt to more subjects and, and more classes and more students. Uh, but you learn a lot uh, by being a substitute teacher. Yes. And so that was a really good experience for me uh, to be able to do that before I, I started my own. I agree. I agree. So, uh, Emma, tell us um, a little bit more about you. So you um, teach younger kids, middle kids. Have you had experience teaching different ranges? Uh, yeah, uh, mostly I've been in the... Junior high or grade seven to nine in Sweden, uh, and uh, and high school. Um, so I I haven't been to the lower ages, um, teenagers mostly. Uh, and I think that that's a pretty challenging thing to to teach teenagers actually. <laughs> uh, but it's fun. It's really fun. Okay, so um, so my question now is you've come in and you've started teaching. How has the pandemic helped or not helped you during the the process, during this teaching year? Well, when you study for, in Sweden you study for five years to become a teacher. and about four and a half years, we, we didn't talk anything about online classes or <laughs> how to um, how to be uh, building a relationship with students online or through a camera. And, but luckily for, for me, um, when we had our, uh, our placement, I think it's called in, in English, when you go to the schools and uh, get to try out what you learned, um, the second day there uh, last year, uh, every school in Sweden closed. And so uh, then we thought uh, this is going to ruin our chance to to get a job or, or something because we have to teach online now. Uh, and yeah, we didn't really know how to react to that. Um, but that actually gave me some experience uh, coming into uh, the profession after. And uh, when like, uh, applying for a job and um, it was something that I could say that, well I got a bit of experience uh, teaching online already because uh, when I was in the school and teaching um, for the for the placement I uh, I get to try that so 
actually the pandemic helped a bit uh, when it came that we had the uh, job experience just at that time but uh, of course it's uh, when i started working uh, and met the students for the first time everything was online uh, i still have students that i haven't met uh, about three months later so uh, that's that's challenging of course yeah yeah so yeah. would you say that is your biggest challenge uh, well if uh, when i started to to work and uh, you go back to to thinking about okay what, what have i learned when i started to become a teacher um, and one thing we talked a lot about uh, almost in every course no matter the subject uh, we talked about the relationships with with students and uh, that you have to build good relationships uh, to be able to to teach uh, at all uh, if you don't have that it will be a lot harder so the first challenge i i thought about and and uh, really had to face was how how do i build a a meaningful relationship with the students through a camera because um, it's it's very different to meet someone to see their uh, body language and uh, and uh, yeah that's been very challenging to to do um, so that was the first real real issue could i and, ask uh, you what are some of the things that you do to welcome the students in to build that relationship well, when when I came, it was like mid semester, uh, right over Christmas, and and then they had been online for a couple of weeks already. Um, but as I was new, I could easily persuade the students to to put on their cameras because you know I'm new. I want to see your faces, and um, so I know some teachers that I've talked to is uh, are having troubles, and. To get the students to put on their cameras because uh, it's like their private sphere at home and they don't want to show how they live or if they have like siblings around or, or something uh, but I, I could persuade them pretty easily just by telling them to well i'm new i want to see your face yeah uh, we have to like greet each other and um, so then it's just like what i try to to bring into the classroom is to be as positive as, as possible. Uh, I try to to make a lot of jokes and uh, on my own expense uh, <laughs> most of the time. Um, but like when when you're talking online and when you you just see the face or, or the ceiling or nothing at all, um, <laughs> I think it, it's more up to up to me to be a positive force when they're at home. Um, so maybe I don't get to know you that well, but you, you can get to know me more. Um, yeah. So that's something I, I try to, to do uh, a lot. That's good. Well, that's what years later, when students come back to you and they will, they're going to say, I remember when Mr. Carlson got online and you made us turn on our cameras and he made those funny jokes, you know, so that relationship is what we remember. I mean, as a student, I remember the teachers that made me laugh. I remember the teachers that uh, told me stories about their dreams and, and uh, 
things like that besides the content, you know? Uh, so that's, um, that's so important. And I'm glad that you're, you're starting that right now at the outset. I mean, it's a terrible situation. I have to do it, but you're learning so much. Like you said, you're, you're so right. Yeah. And also as the pandemic continued and, and when we realized that, okay, it's going to be a while and I'm not going to see the students for a longer period of time that than, um, we first thought and then I started to like like flip it a, a little bit I thought well okay uh, think of it this way uh, I told my students then and uh, when this pandemic is over because it's going to be over sometime we don't know when but when it's over um, what did you do uh, like did you just lay in bed and sleep for a year and you get after in yeah uh, every school school su subject you didn't perform as well as you could uh, and you just blame the pandemic or can can you hold your head up high when the, this pandemic is over and say well i did it i gave it my best shot uh, i really tried even though this horrible pandemic swept over the entire world mm -hmm. uh, i did my best and i performed as well as i could and so like putting a little bit of responsibility on the students like uh, trust yourself you have to have this self-reliance when you uh, even though you're home now and i know it's more difficult but still you have to perform right. um, so I, I kind of made that um, well i pushed the students to to think that way so when this pandemic is, is over and 10, 20, 30 years from now, they can tell their children, well, I lived through a pandemic, but I, I got through it and I, I did my best. Yeah, that's right. Because sometimes the students are a little bit too, they try to blame the pandemic for not doing their work. <laughs> yeah. And, and then maybe that was fine in the beginning, but now we have to like adjust to the situation. So. Mm -hmm. that's yeah. So what's your favorite tool that you're using, Emil, on, uh, during online? Uh, well, that's a, a good question. Um, I, I've tried a bit uh, different tools to, because uh, um, that's what you have to do when you're new and try and try and try. Uh, okay, that didn't work. We'll throw that in the garbage bin and then uh, try something else. Um, but one thing that, that uh, well, you, Sandy, actually introduced me to was uh, this program called Parlay. Um, it was, I don't know if you talked about it on, on the show uh, already, uh, but Parlay is a, is, a, is a tool that you teachers can use to um, get anonymous answers from the students, uh, like have discussion, uh, discuss discussions anonymously and they get a like a famous person from history as their um, their name um, but you as a teacher can see their real names and you can see uh, how many people have you commented on have you read the other uh, students uh, opinions uh, and get everything very clear and um, because that's another thing that the, the pandemic or the, the online courses have like 
I don't really know what the students do at home. I can't see them. Um, and so you can control the students in different ways. Some want to have like exit tickets every lesson. You have to post something or send something to the teacher. Yeah. And, but this this way, I don't have to do that. I can see that. Well, Sandy, you, you only read two of the other students' texts. Why haven't you done more? Uh, and you just wrote two words when you should have wrote, written a hundred or something. Um, and the students really, really enjoy being uh, anonymous. They, they, because um, that's another challenge with the pandemic. Um, they get so in focus when they answer a question on, on in the school I work at, use Teams. Um, but when they answer, they get really like in focus in front of the whole class uh, in a very obvious way. And they, they get a bit shy. I don't really want to uh, answer in public uh, or, or they have discussions that they can get muted by someone else. And, yeah. and all those problems kind of disappears with, with this program. Uh, and they feel that they can write whatever they want as long as not uh, offensive or, or anything, um, but have more personal opinions. Uh, and that's what I, I like to read. Uh, yeah. What do you think about the subject? So let me understand. The, the communication is not necessarily video, but it's text. So we're writing back and forth uh, like pen pals, you know, having a... Yeah, it's more like I, I've, before the lesson, I put up some questions. Uh, this is what you are going to answer or, or make a statement about. And then they write their answer and they post it and everyone's post comes to, uh, in on a different page that you automatically get sent to when you click the send button. Uh, and then it's just said like, Harry Houdini wrote this. Uh, the students can't see who, who has written uh, the statements or the answers. Uh, so they just read through it and then they're going to comment on someone else's uh, and we can put out uh, suggestions on, on comments. And, and then and would, as a teacher, you can just click a button and then you see the real names and uh, you get gra graphs of everything the students have done. And it's really easy to, to see what they performed this, this lesson. That's great. If, if they are offline, does it pick up with the next time they get online and then synchronize so they can use uh, yeah. it? That's great. See that many students don't have internet, you know, streaming access. So this would be very good this uh, to, uh, to work offline. That's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I, I think uh, it works really well and the students really enjoy that they can be anonymous and uh, they feel a bit more free to write what they, what they um, want to say, really. And they yeah. don't have the courage to do uh, online in, in Teams or Meet or whatever. Mm -hmm. that, that's uh, one tool I've used that, that really worked for me, uh, really. And uh, the students, I get really good positive feedback from, uh, from using this. I, I ask them, obviously, what do you think about this uh, way mm -hmm. of working? Uh, and they, they really like that, actually. Cool. It sort of like encourages them to give their voice, but through words. And I think that's what's really good about this program. It, it really does 
what you would have done in the classroom, you can still do it online. Not the same, but it it gives, I think, uh, not for my subjects as much, but for Emma's subjects, you you need these uh, opinions. You need the group where you need them to talk. So, yeah. And uh, I'm I'm still going to use this program when they're back at school. I think because um, sometimes you you don't have the courage to to speak out, and this program gives you that courage to do that. So I think I'm going to still be using it even mm-hmm. after we're we're back at school. Yeah, can't wait to be back at school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. But. Uh, yeah, I just want to meet the students now. I yeah. Yeah, I want to see how they how tall are they? I don't know. They, they are, everyone is sitting down. Uh, <laughs> just yeah, because uh, that's another thing. Like when when you have a presentation online, uh, it, it feels very strange. I think um, just talking into a screen. Um, that's one thing that I think is is more difficult to do now. Uh, and something I was not prepared to uh, to tackle uh, already. Like, um, um, do the students understand what I'm saying? Uh, usually, you, you you look at the body language. Uh, is it going over over their head? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you you can see that very clearly if you just look at the class. And now you you can't really see that so clearly. So, um, that's. What I've done to to make it easier for the students is is just record everything uh, and post it on the um, where they can they f- can find all the materials from from the lessons and that's uh, I think that uh, the students are gonna crave that even after the pandemic too because now everything is really clear for students and they can go back and, and listen and, and look at uh, like a presentation again. Yeah, and I think that they're gonna want to have that even after, um, too. So that's one thing that the pandemic has has done. Well, not well, but as I think before, maybe it was a problem that not everything was online, um, yeah. like a lesson or something. And now uh, we see that there's a need for that. Yeah. I think that's gonna continue even after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Across the world, I think you can see that's going to continue. So, Karen, I've heard there's some schools that are virtual schools are opening now. Just everything's going to be online. Well, see, uh, yes, the there there were uh, there's a like an association of virtual schools, at least in in uh, Texas, but I'm sure all over the states. Uh, in the bigger cities for students who who kind of didn't a regular face-to-face school was not meeting their needs so there they the virtual schools were there and some of them were offered by the state so they were they were free and students could sign up and, and go but now there are also private private schools like that that are completely online because some of the students have really blossomed with this kind of teaching the ones who may, maybe feel very uncomfortable coming to school or for whatever reason, they it just didn't work for them. But they have really embraced learning online and, and they like the choices they have. And so, you know, the 
I think I think what's going to be successful, at least in my part of the world, is uh, what we call blended learning, where it's a blend of face-to-face -face interaction, small groups, discussion, and then you have that technology component where the kids will have they could do their homework anywhere. If they're on their way to a, a sporting event or something on the bus, they could do their response or something like that, or at least listen to the video that the teacher has put up. So I think hopefully we'll take the best of what has, has been learned in this last year and use that in the, the school and the education system. So kind of a blend of virtual and face-to-face. Yeah, I think it would be very exciting to see. Like I suppose the the research is already coming in, and and uh, mm -hmm. a lot of of uh, scientists are already starting to study the technology and um, and how the school is is changing. And mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's going to be a lot of uh, of differences and an exciting time uh, when mm -hmm. the this pandemic is over for. Um, how you can teach and um, and how you can progress with with online teaching or uh, yeah. or whatever. In Sweden, we also have in the north part of Sweden, uh, we also have teachers that are just online, uh, like living in in Gothenburg, uh, mm. but teaching in in the north part of Sweden. Mm. Um, but that's mainly because no one really wants to want to live in in the northernest part of Sweden. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, but that's one way to, to like get good teachers to remote places. Uh, you can yeah. use online tools too. Mm. We talked about the good tool. What's the worst tool you've come across? Well, I have I haven't really tried any tool that was terrible. Um, <laughs> I've been quite, maybe I've been quite safe because I'm I'm, I'm that new. So I, I've, I've been like in my comfort zone a lot and, and not really having the courage to step out all the way. Um, so I, I haven't really tried any tool that's, that's terrible, really. Um, maybe I should, should try some. some no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you the only one that's new in your department or do you have other new teachers you can discuss with? Uh, well, we have, we have quite a, a mix uh, at the school that I work at. Um, if some, some teachers have more experience than others. Uh, so we have a, a really open dialogue uh, across. Um, it's not just the new student, new teachers who are struggling with online. It's also the old teachers uh, who have had to adjust to this new situation. So that's that's quite positive for for me as a new teacher coming into this. That this is new for everyone, not just me. Um, so I encourage everyone to to speak with your uh, associates or or colleagues and. Because someone maybe have the answer to one, one part of uh, the question. Like this worked really well uh, mm -hmm. for me. Uh, and then you can learn from each other. So uh, I think it's, it's, I'm not just talking to the new, new uh, teachers about how is it working for you. I'm also talking to the old teachers because it's new for them too. Yeah. 
That's good. Yeah. Good point. And, yeah. <laughs> so what are your hobbies? What do you do for fun? Uh, well, I, uh, I play uh, football. Uh, the football we, we play in, in Europe, not in, in America. Uh, <laughs> yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, and I, I watch a lot of football. My favorite team is Liverpool. Oh, no. Something oh. we have in common. Oh, look at that! Cool. <laughs> I knew he was a star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, it, it's a lot of, of football uh, in my life uh, right now. Due to the pandemic, the season is being pushed up, and uh, we're not allowed to play any any games right now uh, against other teams we can only play each other in their own team uh, but other than that i'm trying to learn uh, uh, to speak persian uh, right now and it's going very slow so <laughs> for me it's a it's a difficult language but that also is one of my my hobbies to do right now or what i spend my time uh, after work doing it's football and, and trying to learn Persian, mostly. Cool. That's exciting. I know. I tried to uh, stalk Emil online and couldn't find any social connections. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not an influencer yet. Uh, maybe after the show, I will rise in, in stardom. I hope. Yes. Maybe. No. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But I'm not, I'm not really that. Uh, I read more than I, I write. On social media, uh, like Twitter is, is very exciting. I think to to read about opinions and um, the the pedagogical uh, side of uh, reviews, uh, because it, it's it differs a lot in Sweden, and we have a, a big. It's it's quite politi politi political here, and um, how you should teach or um, how you should learn. So it, it's quite fun to to just go online and, and read. I do do that quite quite a lot actually. But I don't, I don't post much content of my own. <laughs> so you're talking about uh, you read a lot. What's your favorite book or article or that you have read and that you can always go back to and you can recommend to us or the listeners? Uh, yeah, I have uh, one uh, like uh, old teacher who um, uh, who posts a lot that I follow. Uh, his name is uh, Isak Skogstad. Uh, he, he talks a lot about his opinions about, um, about the schools and um, how he thinks it should be. Uh, he's also an old high school teacher. And I think he's a little bit into politics now uh, in school-related questions. Um, I read his book. Uh, it's called An Equal School. Uh, in Swedish. I don't know if, if it's available in, in English. Um, I don't think so, really. But um, what he writes, I can often relate to. And, uh, and uh, he's helped me to, to think about how I want to teach and what my values are as a teacher. Um, and um, yeah, so, so I, I like him a lot, and I follow him on, on Twitter uh, to see what he, he writes. And, hmm. 
he's not fit for for everyone. Uh, <laughs> I can say <laughs> uh, he gets uh, in quite a lot of heated arguments in on Twitter with the politicians and uh, and other teachers. But I, uh, I I I like most of what he's he's done so far, at least. Yeah. Very interesting. What do you, what do you uh, read or or listen to? Me, I I like thriller. I like reading something that's got a little bit of suspense. Um, I think my uh, Dan Brown is one of my favourite authors. Um, who else do I like? Uh, there was another book, and I've forgotten the name. It was a famous uh, film made out of it with Julia Roberts about a little boy who had... Uh, who was who had a disability, but he used to wear a spacesuit. Oh, yeah. I've forgotten the name. That book, oh my god, I read it in two days. It it was good. I couldn't put the book down. Um I don't know, that has to be a really good particular book for me. Yeah. What about yourself, Karen? Uh recently um uh well, Dan Pink is one of my favorite authors just because of he has a very informal way that he speaks and, and he writes. And one of his um, uh, books that he wrote is called Drive about what motivates us. And I, I'm very interested in motivation and uh, getting getting students to do what we want them to do. <laughs> um but also, you know, it, it, to me, that's just interesting about the, the human is uh, why some students just seem to take off and, and uh, learning becomes them and they become learning and, and they just go and, and do. But other students just struggle. And so I like to read about motivation. And um, there's also the Heath Brothers. Um, they have a book, uh, Ideas That Stick, I think is their book. Um, but I also had to read them for my business classes. So, uh, I was really glad to find them because it was really good, interesting ideas. I got a book from my friend the other week. Um, it's called Gran Skogs Folk. It's a um, pine forest people. Uh, and it's about how, how nature become uh, the Swedish religion. Um, and like how the, to go out in the, in the wild is, uh, it's very much, it's a very sw Swedish thing to do these days. And like, has it become the, the new religion of, of Sweden? So the uh, spiritual experience. I can yeah, see that. And I, I, can see that. I think it's, that was a really, really good book. I'm, I'm just halfway through at this point. But uh, yeah, it was a fun book to read, actually. Hmm. Well, can't wait to hear more about that book. Yeah, that's cool. I know that a yeah. lot of people are uh, um, reassured, like many, because of the pandemic, you know, they're started gardening more, even just growing things on their patio if they are in their a sunny window, you know, they just feel some sort of connection to something that's growing, you know, if they can't get outside, then, then they can uh, try to experience a little bit of nature. So um, and, and I, I think there is something to being able to put a seed in the ground and watch it grow or just walk out in the woods or something. Um, it's very mm -hmm. calming to me as well. So um, 
that's that's pretty exciting. Yeah, in Sweden we have the uh, it's called allemansrätt. It's like all all man's rights. Uh, it's it's basically that everyone in Sweden should be able to enjoy the the forest and the and the nature. And so you you can't really buy up land and and uh, say you can't be here. Hmm. Like the the nature in Sweden belongs. To, oh, sorry. And the nature in Sweden belongs to to everyone. Hmm. That's a really really important thing here, actually. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So before we go, Emil, is there something like an advice you could give to all those new teachers that are probably panicking, struggling, and knowing that you're in the same boat as them, what kind of reassurance could you give them? Well, I, I can only talk for myself, really. Um, but what, what I've tried to, to think about is, like, it's, it's okay to, to mess up. Uh, mm. It's not the end of the world if you, you have a lesson and you try something and it doesn't go well. Mm. Um, you learn more from having a bad lesson than having a good lesson. Um, so just just keep trying, uh, keep uh, trying to make the students feel involved in the in the education. Uh, keep trying to just do your best. I mean, it, it's it's hard uh, to be a teacher now, um, but if you really love your subjects and you really love like teaching. I think it will come uh, as no surprise that you will fail a bunch of times, but learn from that and just, just move on. Uh, I had many lessons now that afterwards I, I just think, what, 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 we, what did we do really? <laughs> I wanted to come here, but we, we ended up <laughs> over here. <laughs> um, how, how, how did we, we get there? Uh, so just just try to to think about uh, what you're doing, and uh, it will be fine. Uh, and when when you meet the students in person for the first time, just be happy uh, yeah. and cherish yeah. cherish the time with the students because you don't know how how long you're gonna get with them. That's right. That's so true. Very good. So. Thank you, uh, Emil. Uh, we appreciate you and for taking the time to come talk with us. Um, we're honored to have you on the show with us. And uh, thank you to all the listeners out there as well. And don't forget to follow us at Twitter uh, at chatwsk1. And uh, find us and subscribe to the channel if you're interested and, and share it with your friends. We, we can be found on Spotify and anchor and google and apple and anywhere else you get high quality podcasts so uh uh we're gonna chat and just relax and talk about education on both sides of the pond so thank you very much again and uh i'm just so happy to be here i appreciate both of you thank you bye 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 thank you thank you bye